does grow when the sun be burning. You're listening to the 405 Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Tank and the Bengals. This talk was meant to take place before their set at Brooklyn Bowl, but due to scheduling conflicts, that was impossible. Luckily, phones exist, and I got to connect with Tank a few days after photographing the band's sold-out show at Brooklyn Bowl. By now, you've probably had a friend send you their well-received Tiny Desk concert, that beautiful performance that showcased the exuberant personality of Tank. With this talk, that personality shines through, as well as her candid nature of always speaking what's on her mind. This is the 405 Podcast with Tank and the Bangos. Enjoy. Hey, hey, how are you? Good to see you. Glad yeah. to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to talk to you too. Uh, it's great to finally be chatting with you, especially after that um, that show at uh, Brooklyn Bowl a couple weeks ago. That was unbelievable. Thank you so much. That was a that was a lot of fun. It really was. Oh God, I mean. What what's it I mean, there's so much I want to talk to you about. We'll just jump right into this. But like something that um really amazes me about your band. My my favorite type of bands are the ones where um the thing you hear most talked about over anything else is the live show. And I feel with your band that's a very specific thing. How does it feel to know that people will see you live and then talk about your show to other people? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear your question. There's a lot of stuff going on in my background. <laughs> oh, I'm so Which, what was your question? No, um, I was saying, like, uh, what does it feel like to know that with your live show, uh, that's going to be the first, people will watch you live and then talk about to other people about your live show. What does it feel knowing that's, like, a big thing about your band? Uh, it's, like, one of the biggest things about it because um, it's just so special. Uh, it's so organic and... Um, we we put a lot a lot of energy into our live shows. Like every single time, each one is absolutely different. Even though the set is almost the same, but it's always different. You know, it's it's never exactly the same. So anytime anybody comes to one, they're truly getting a very unique experience. So the fact that people are talking about that that's important and that's special to us because we make it a point so that it can be. That's that's incredible and like. You know, when you think about the nature of what a live show is, it's really people, I mean, and in the best way possible, it's people trying to escape their lives, like their everyday life, like whether it's like a stress from school or work or family life, people come into a venue to forget about life, essentially, and you get to, you know, be the responsible for that. Like, that's huge. Oh, that's, that's, that's crazy huge. And that's how we think about it, too. You know, like, you didn't have a hard week, um... Everybody in our group mostly grew up around church, and we went. To, everybody went to church for that Sunday inspiration, that, that motivation to get you through the rest of your week, you know. And uh, it always seemed like the pastor had a word exactly tailor-made for you, but it wasn't even exactly for you. It was because everybody has pretty much gone through a lot of the same stuff. So, you know, uh, that's how I feel the music is. You know, it, you don't have to sit inside of a church all day to feel this and to understand that we understand you. 
you know, going into that a bit deeper, something that I found myself really loving about your band, especially with the way you guys have like blown up this year, and also again, congrats. I mean, congratulations for that. That's, seeing what's been going on with your band this year has been incredible. Like it's been really cool seeing that. Um, it's what probably I, one of the coolest years we've seen. <laughs> I, well, that you know what? Like I feel like it's impossible to talk to you about going into that because I mean. What's like? What are we? We're in August. What's it been like living 2017 and having all this happen to you? First of all, every single year that we've been together as a band, one thing has happened in our year that has either you know that has just made our whole year. One one year was you know winning Afropunk and finally getting to perform. Next year was finally getting to perform in Essence. One year was finally getting to Patinas in New Orleans. You know, it's always been something that's been very important and special and and a milestone in touch. But this uh this time of guess was it was really one of the biggest ones, I believe, because not only did it change our lives, it changed the people around us lives, people that uh never got a chance to hear us before, they hear us now. And uh that's the coolest part. That you just have such a a, a bigger net to catch your music onto. You know, the, it was interesting. The way I saw that tiny desk was actually very um I felt it was very poignant because um, it got sent to me from a friend, and uh, it was sent to me from a friend that I typically uh, disagree with on some stuff, uh, like just life stuff. But something that amazed me about that experience was that she sent me your tiny dust, and to me it was a reminder that you could have disagreements with somebody and different things of life, but music is something that could just cut through all the bullshit. And like she reacted to your tiny dust the same way I ended up reacting to her, where it's like, who is this band? And like. Do you feel that with your music sometimes, that, like, in a way, despite the things going on in the world, your music can just stand on its own, in a way? Does it ever feel like that? Wow. I never think about it in that way. <laughs> that's, that's cool that somebody thinks about it in that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do I think about it? I just know that it feels, I just know when it feels good. I know when it feels good, you know, and that's when it's like, yeah, this is, it was dope, and if it feels good to me like that, I know that somebody else feeling it. I just um every time every show, I, one of my favorite bands I ever saw was Fun. I didn't know none of these songs. I mean, not a one, but the way that people was reacting to them and the way that they they sang their songs like you you need to know this song, you need to know this, you need to be a part of this. Uh, it just made me want to just I, I gotta do that. You know, everybody's not gonna know this music. Everybody's not gonna stand it. But as long as they feel it, then that's important. That is, I love that. That's a band that um, I love that's a band that was a touchstone for you. I think at the first time I saw them was um, 2012. Uh, I would, like I'm here in New York City, and I remember it was a it was a Thanksgiving break. I couldn't go back to my family, so I was just kind of like uh, in the city by myself essentially, and I just went to see them and I, I had a similar experience when you watched them. It was just like I wasn't that familiar with them, but they're having so much fun on stage that it draws you. They're having that. so much fun. They're switching yeah. instruments. Like, uh, I, oh, the lead singer is singing at a, a a freaking pitch that is ridiculous, and he has a crazy amount of energy the whole time. Oh yeah. man, it rocked my world. <laughs> it really does. Your band does that though. I mean, going back to the live show. I mean. Um, when I was at Brooklyn Ball, I took some photos of you and we talked a little bit uh, for your show. And it was interesting seeing like how, you know, for the most, I mean, you were pretty like energetic, but you were like pretty serene and calm. 
and then you go on stage and it's like this whole different side to you. Like, well, what is it like for you to be on stage in front of people? What is it like? Um, you just feel powerful and vulnerable at the same time that you want to let people in all of that. You know, you want to, you want to let people in on everything that you're feeling at that time. And that's really how I feel, honestly. Those are, those are the two things. Powerful and, and vulnerable, and in my vulnerability, I feel powerful. Wow, well, and I, I would imagine with what happened with the Tiny Desk, like this year, uh, the amount of touring you guys have done this year is probably the most you guys have ever done in your career. Would that be safe to say? Yeah, I mean, we've been touring for probably five years, just on our own every year. Like that's been our life. Uh, but this is the most touring we've ever done in one year. It's so consistent, and and it's actually we actually bring home like more than five dollars, and that's huge, thing. because that's <laughs> how it's been for years. Wow. <laughs> and does, we're selling out everywhere, so that's that's the that's the best part. How how does that work with the dynamic of the band? Because I've read about before, like how it's very important for you specifically that the band functions like as a family, that they are your family, and that. It's very important that you guys communicate like family and live together as family. Does, does touring the way you guys have this year intensify that? Like, how does that been the dynamic with the band? Um, every, everybody's really pretty much the same, you know. Um, we, the, the, our saving grace has been getting two different rental cars. You know, that's it's just like. <laughs> So key to us, like it's the the crazy folks in one car and the real calm folks in the other one, and uh, then we get together and we get a, a Airbnb house and all get together and eat together. So that that's really how it works, you know. That's that's really our saving grace. I heard that the Roots did that, and if the Roots did it, it can't be wrong, and I I find it to be very right. I agree with that, and you know what I love about that is like I feel like that what you just described. It's like um. It's another example of just how it's just like trimming bullshit, where it's just kind of like, I feel like everything with Tank of the Bangers is so direct in a lot of ways, like, especially the music itself. Like, it's just good to see, like, uh, like, because when I heard your latest single, Quick, that's the vibe I got. Like, I felt like what's interesting is you have the song that has a poppy element to it, but yet you guys didn't shy away from singing about real issues. Like, the song kind of sounds very, like, danceable. But it's like when you stop and listen for a second, there's some really real stuff you're talking about. When it comes to music specifically, do you feel it's very important that there's no bullshit being dressed up and that people can get a good sense of what it is you're talking about? Oh, yeah. That's why it has so many dynamics in it. I know a lot of people are just going to listen to Quick and they, you know, they have their opinions about it. Um, someone will say, I can't believe she sung about that. You know, how dare she sing about slipping Mickeys and drinks. <laughs> you know, and um, someone and someone will say, you know, she's um, she's telling a story because at the at the beginning of my day, I, I am a storyteller, and I've always been a storyteller, and you know, I have many stories to tell, and there are so many different types of women in the world. You can't rely on only one voice to be heard. That's absolutely that's ludicrous. Yeah, really. So, is. There are parts in the you know you're having fun with it, but there's a message in it, and just in case you didn't get the message, because you're having so much fun. This show is so dynamic that there. are there are moments in the show where you'll slow down and you'll hear the, the beauty of lyrics and uh, you'll understand when I'm actually doing the poem, what I meant by this or what I meant by that. 
and you could give more of a definition of, you know, the many different layers of who we are as a people, how we think, and how we create music. You know what I love about what you just said? Because um, I, I love what you just said specifically about how you knew uh, before it came out people were going to probably say some things about it, and then people did. Like, people had their opinions. What I find really interesting when people have these reactions, it's almost as though you, as the writer, it's almost like you're getting chastised about writing about something that exists. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, it's not like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like people think by, like, by uh, proxy of you even talking about it, you're glorifying it. But no, you just said it, you said it so perfectly. You're a storytelling and you're telling a story. It's a, a story. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> Have you been ever offended like reading a book? You know, like, don't read it then. Don't read it then. But you stay inside of your bathroom and and you take your bath there, and that's the only place you're gonna get washed or clean. But there are there are many other types of places to be now. You you stay in that bathroom of yours, okay? <laughs> when I see people do that, it makes me wonder like. I can't think of any artists out there. And I'm thinking, like, uh, just for example, like, big, I guess the big ones, like Michael Jackson or Pharrell Williams or John Mayer, like, people like that. I can't think of any big artists, Beyonce, for example, so to have a woman artist. Like, I can't think of any artist that writes things that don't talk about real things in life. Like, what you describe of quick, that's a real thing that goes on in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the reason that a lot of pop songs are made popular because they stay on the bluff, they stay in the club, they stay continuously talking about the money, and they stay talking about, you know, what they want to get once they get the money. And and if that's all that's continuously perpetrated, then that's all you're going to think, group think. You know, that's all you're going to think. If that's what your group is thinking, is that, that's what you're listening to. And then when something comes along that's actually real, it actually is foreign to you. And that's crazy. <laughs> but no one is complaining about what's been the cycle of music lately. And it's been crazy. Yeah. I wonder, like, I mean, this might be a very heavy question to ask, but I feel like it's very fitting considering everyone, everything we talked about so far. Do you Do you ever feel a sense of pride in that, in the fact that, with Tank and the Bangas, you know for a fact that with the lyrics of your songs, it's about real things that people will be able to connect with. And the live show also represents that, where the experience of witnessing you live is also such a real visceral experience. But do you take pride in knowing that Tank and the Bangas is such a real experience for people? Oh, yeah. Friend, before every show, we just know exactly what we're asking for and what we're trying to get out of each other and what we want to give to people, you know, it, it's a continuous prayer that we light somebody, that, that we're lighters and that we have to spark something no matter what, that, that we entertain as well as enlighten, you know, uh, and educate. That's, those are the, those are the goals when we, when we pray, um, before each show that people feel that. And so it, it's definitely something that we take respect in before each show, even if we have a certain set list and we see who's out there, you know, we're gonna, we, we're, we're conscious of that. Wow. Yeah. You said, I want to I wanna explore something. You said something really beautiful there. You said when the band gets together and they pray, you guys always know what you're asking for. That's, I think what, that's really in, interesting because I feel like for many people, uh, especially some people who might be listening, is that like for some people, they'll think that uh, they, they know they want something out of life, but they're not sure what it is they want or they don't know how to ask for something they're thinking about. 
But it seems like with your band and the way you described it, knowing what you guys were praying for and what you were aspiring for is very important to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel you on that. And a lot of people don't. But all you have to do is think about what you don't want, <laughs> and it'll help you lead into you into the direction of what you do. You don't want that, chaos. You want peace. Is that where that came from? You don't want to be uh, struggling. Huh? Oh, do you feel like that's where that came from? Like, knowing what you didn't want helped you to know what you didn't want? Yeah, that, that helps. Yeah, you, Everybody grow up and see their family, they see what they go through, they see what they like about it, they see what they don't like. They hear music and they hear what they like and they hear what they don't like. And then you look at your own life and you see what you don't like and what you actually want. But before you see what you don't want, I mean what you want, you actually see what you don't. A lot of people can focus a lot on what they don't want and that's the problem. What you have to focus on is what you actually do want. And that's how you get it. No, that makes all the sense to me. It really does. And like, you know, I mean, what I love so much about what you just said, I mean, I keep bringing up the live show, and for those listening who keep wondering, honestly, uh, look at a video to see what they're like performing live. It's unlike anything I could think of. But in relation to the live show of what you just said, for me, when I watched you live, I felt like I couldn't imagine you doing anything else. <laughs> like, I felt like this is what you're supposed to be doing, being on stage. Like, has anyone ever told you that? Like, is that, or like... I imagine someone has to have told you that before. Like when you're on stage, they're like, you should be doing this right now. Yeah, they have. I was waiting. No, but the crazy part is I was always waiting for my mom to really be the person to really say that. It didn't matter to anybody else. I was like, oh, you should be on, you know, Broadway. You got to do shows. There's nothing else you should do with this. But my mom was like, and time I had a struggle, she was like, you know, you ready to go back to the IHOP? I'm like, what? How could you even <laughs> say that after you seen me? Like, on a stage, I could never go back there again. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, she's starting you. to believe now, so that's cool. That's cool for her. That's good. I want to ask you, when did the band, because uh, I think the ultimate dream for any musician is to, like, quit their job and then go touring. Do you remember what that experience was like, like, when that happened? Uh, I remember the day that I quit my last job. I was at IHOP, and... You know, uh, one of my friends sent me a quote, and I had just quit, and it was about following your dreams and not living in fear. And I was like, and I called, and I said, girl, I just quit my job. I said, you want to go to the movies? And ever since then, you know, she's been managing me. <laughs> and just, <laughs> we've just been living life like that. And one by one, this year, the boys have literally uh, quit their jobs. So they can uh, devote even more of their complete life to, uh, to this. That's incredible. That. Wow. Yeah, it is pretty cool. God. Do you ever take a moment to stop and think about that? Because you sound like, just from talking to you, you sound like someone to me that, like, reflects on things from time to time. Like, do you ever stop and think, like, wow, like, i about to quit my job, but I'm doing this? Because I imagine that must feel very powerful. Mm, I quit it so long ago. You know what just feels good? It just feels good that you can make a living off of something that's already inside of you. You know, I heard this quote, and I always will say it. If you don't follow your own dream, you'll you'll spend the rest of your life working for somebody that did. Yeah. And no. that's, just no, that's just no way to live. Not that's happy, it. at least. That's very true. I heard, um, I love listening to, like, um, interviews with comedians. It's, like, a big uh, thing for me. 
And uh, I love, like, Chris Rock. I mean, of course, we don't know Chris Rock. And I was listening to an interview of him. He said something similar. He said, uh, college, and I mean, it's funny because I went to college, but he said, he said, the only thing college teaches you how to do is to work for other people. And, like, it's like whether you agree or disagree for that, I feel like you can look at society and just be such a, a quote like that just has so much re- resonance with what you could actually see when you go out into the world, you know, like. What did he say college did? What did he said, said college teaches you to work for other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it, yes, it can. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a system, hey, you know. It, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I was I went to college. I definitely got something out of it, but I agree. I, I can, you know, it's like even though with the degree, I look at that. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Hey, I I loved college. You know, college literally made me meet my best friends. I met my best friend Trina, who's um our roadie with us, and uh, I met uh, one of my best friends, who's my manager, and my background singer Jelly. You know, like. College was college did what it was supposed to do for me, it's and I'm happy so my manager smart. got a degree so she could you know <laughs> help me. I'm sure. So it helps. did exactly what it was supposed to do. You know, and for me it was kind of similar because, like, for me I've always been a really shitty student, and I remember when I was 17 and I went to college, I was thinking like, oh, I suck at school, but watch, I'm gonna be better now that I'm in college, and. It didn't. I was still a shitty student. But what was good about it was that um, it's there's something really amazing about being around like-minded people. Because I went to art school. So for most of the people around me, they were also studying art. And that was the first time in my life I ever experienced that. So I was like, oh, wow, that's even possible. Yeah, that's just cool. I know how that feels. Do you guys play colleges? I feel like you guys would do well playing colleges. Oh, yeah, we, we've done colleges before. We haven't been on, like, some crazy college tour or something as of yet, but we do college. I believe the last college we did was uh, with Alabama Shakes. That was pretty cool. No way. That's fucking massive, man. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That That's a great bill. You know, going into bills, uh, something that I really, really loved with that Brooklyn Bull show was, um, for me, it was so... I was familiar with Sweet Crude already, but uh, I thought it was so fitting watching you them open up for you and... I'd love to hear you talk a bit about them, because I know you have a bit of history of those guys. You say it was Sweet Crew? Yeah, yeah, Sweet Crew. Oh, we love Sweet Crew, and uh, Sweet Crew loves us. We are literally each other's favorite band in New Orleans. I'll never forget the first day we met each other. We was um, doing a show in New Orleans at a place called Chicky Wawa, and they had never heard of us. We never heard of them. And then we get on stage, and then we just surprise each other. We both are just sitting there. You know, mouths open, just can't believe that we both have been occupying the same space and have never run into each other until that moment. So, you know, we both bring such um, unique parts of New Orleans. You know, they try to preserve the French culture and uh, us just everything else around us that we've ever experienced in New Orleans, we try to incorporate in our music. So it's a really, it's a really cool combination. You enjoy them, right? They're great. Yeah, they're really fun. Like, it's very colorful. Like, it's so colorful. It's so full of life. And they make you, when you watch them live, even if you don't know them, they make you feel something. That's what I loved about that set. Like, oh, yeah. you and them, you both make people feel something when they watch you. Okay. Oh. Yeah. You know, uh, before I let you go, uh, something I thought was really interesting was um, 
on your Twitter bar, on your Twitter bio it says that uh, soul, R&B, hip hop, and spoken word combined over a live band. I love that. I really do love that because to me it echoes. It's such a statement. I love that what it does is that it encapsulates everything that you guys have within your band. But yet, when you when someone listens to your music, whether it's on record or live or a session, all those individual pieces work together. How how does it feel to have this band? And this is my question. I wonder what how does it feel to have this band and know that you never have to compromise one thing for the other. That everything could work collectively like that. Yes. That's one of the, one of the greatest accomplishments because at one point, you know, you just you just kind of felt like that the dope of poetry wasn't you know uh, that wide. But I just always knew poetry was so special and that it, it just touched me so much. And I saw it touch people around me, and I was like, I, I did, it's something I couldn't ever give up. Especially since poetry loved me before music loved me. You know, it loved me back. All my sisters could sing, and I used to try to sing, and I, I just really couldn't. So I just started writing, and it was the first thing to really love me back. So I, I just could never just stop doing one of them for the other one. And now that I've grown in both of my gifts, it just feels like just was, they just both combined. Like there's not even a separation, especially when I'm on stage. I start singing and start doing a poem, and doing a poem before I know it, I'm singing. So. Is this a part of who I am now? Like, it's not a separate gift anymore. And with people like Chance doing a tiny desk and mentioning Tanky the Bakers and doing a poem and Kendrick doing poetry and uh, Beyonce whole last album freaking poetry surrounded all around it and no name coming up. It's like, finally, like, we're coming above ground because us poets have been down underground for such a long time. Duffy felt that way. Wow. Yeah, with all that, I love that you said no name. She's unbelievable, isn't she? That... Oh, I, oh, I really like. I've been listening to her a lot lately too. Uh, I met her at Bonnaroo. She's really cool. She is. I I met her. When was it? Back in I think March or April. She was here to do a show, and she is such an artist. Like she's one of those people that when you talk to, you're like, oh, this is like there's people you talk to where you're like, okay, you do music and you're into it, but with her. You could tell completely that's all she's about. Like, this is just all she wants to do. It's brilliant. You said, you said she's one of the other ones. You know, you, you can't do nothing else but this. Exactly. No, 100%. 100%. And I want to just leave off on a note. You said something really beautiful with all that. With everything you just said, you said that you're very aware of your gifts. And what I love about what you said there is that I feel a lot of people, people who are listening who are familiar with your tiny dust, they probably would have found your music to be a gift. But to you, your own music feels like a gift in a sense as well, doesn't it? Does it feel like a gift? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, the concept I mean, that, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess I, I don't, you know, you give, you give me certain things that I don't really think about normally, but I, I mean, I guess it is. If I've given, if people have given me the same gift and it made me want to give it back to somebody else, then hell yeah, hell yeah, it's a gift. That's brilliant. That's, I feel like a lot of people would find that intriguing that the person who makes the music finds the music also to be a gift in a way. Like, because it just to, what it, what that reflects to me, like what it shows is that the music is living within you as much as you're putting out. Like it's working in tandem. Like it's not just that you're putting this music out and it's like existing in 
the ether. It's, it's also living within you, like very viscerally. I think that's really amazing. Um, thank you. Oh. Well, thank you. you. You made the music for me to listen to, so thank you. It's, it's been it's been really real it's talking been, to you. It's been great for real. Thanks. I'm looking forward to having you back in New York. I think that's just happening next month, which is amazing. Yes, I believe so. Wow, that's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, well, you take care of yourself, man. It's good talking to you. Bet that bass makes wood through sorrows cause I'm